pull up a bar stool. So we're going to have a special edition of the podcast today. I'm going to have Andrew Foxwell. That's not necessarily special. There's a special guy. We have him on every month, but we're going to do this as a video version as well. We're going to go back to that whole experiment. We're going to upload it to Facebook, see how it does. But uh, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff, including holidays and how we need to approach Black Friday, Cyber Monday. A little bit of what we're going to talk about. Dynamic text and local ads, a little Instagram, a little bit of everything. So sit back, relax, pop a bottle. Let's do it. Hey everybody, John here from JohnLumber.com and John Limmer Digital on Facebook. Here with a special video slash audio edition of the Social Media Pubcast, where each week I invite you to the virtual pub and we get drunk on social media and beer. Happy to welcome today my friend, my man, Mr. Andrew Foxwell. How you doing, Andrew? Hey, I'm doing good, John. Well, I'm a little bit bruised from the Packers being an awful football team at the current state right now, but uh, it's okay. I'm wearing my hat for solidarity, wearing the vest. I'm really trying to, to be a fan. I'm, not, I'm just, I, I want people to know, I'm, I want the Packers to know I'm there for them, but otherwise I'm doing pretty good, otherwise, to be honest with you. You have more pride than I do. I, uh, <laughs> I refrained, although I am wearing green today, but uh yeah, so how's it going, man? What's uh, well, you know how it works. I, I see golden amber. What are you working on over there? Yeah, we got a golden amber lager here from uh, Wisconsin Brewing Company. Um, fantastic brew. This is actually the beer that they made when they were building the brewery, and they realized they needed a beer to drink while they were building the brewery. So that's the golden amber <laughs> lager, uh, which is pretty solid. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Well, I have here's the the glass. And I'm sure I've had this on the show before, maybe even when you've been on. But oh yeah, Boddington's. It's well, a Boddington's pub, pub, pub cider. No, yeah, it's not. It's, it's no cider. It's uh, it's basically like a. It's an ale that works kind of like a Guinness because it has that whole compression thing inside and got the oh, same yeah, sort, yeah, of, yeah. sort of head, whatever. Right. Nice. So anyway, I, I my first time having Boddington's was on a boat. Uh, between Ireland and and uh, London, I believe. I don't remember where we're. Actually, it might have been between Ireland and France. Back in like '97. So anyway, <laughs> it's good beer. All the way back. All right, cheers, cheers. To you, my man. Cheers. Not so bad for uh, 9:20 in the morning for me. So, oh, Andrew, so much going on right now. I mean, I think in particular as you know, as we look at the holidays, I can't believe it's the holidays. It's, as I record this, it's, we're having a snow day for my kids. We had a huge storm last night. So I guess it's, it's a reminder right now that it's not just the end of summer or the beginning of fall or whatever anymore. We're talking holidays. And uh, so we got to start getting serious when it comes to businesses online and selling and all that kind of stuff. So Black Friday, Cyber Monday, what should everybody be doing right now in preparation? I mean, there's you know there's a lot of there's a lot of tactics um, that that you can be deploying during this period of time. I mean, and I, I think a couple of them, there's some high level pieces and then some more specific pieces that I'm really taking into consideration. One of the first things is um, 
Facebook is getting much harder and will get more and it'll become more competitive mm. along with this on showing ads that are very relevant. So if you see um, that your ads right now that are running have a low relevance score and you don't plan to refresh those um, before the Black Friday holiday, I would very much encourage you to do a build specifically for ads that are around Black Friday. So that's sort of one thing. Or for that holiday, and for Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Um, I've seen people have sent me things that are from Facebook that are now, instead of saying active or inactive on the ad, it says limited, hmm. um, which is a, a new thing, and it's saying limited delivery. So meaning that, you know, it, it's basically, if you click on the little screen tip, it says we're limiting the delivery of these because of a combination of things. It, uh, it could be low relevance score. It could be that people aren't interacting with it. So as competition gets harder during this time, Facebook is also making a, a concerted effort to say, this is not a good ad. We don't want to show this. So, um, so that's, I mean, I read, so that's sort of one thing in terms of tactics that, uh, that I think are, are ones that I like to deploy. Black Friday to me is not a time or Black Friday, Cyber Monday is not a time uh, to try to get and ramp up new customer acquisition necessarily. Hmm. Um, it's a time where, and some people may disagree with me on this, but I think it's a time where you deploy ads to existing customers or to previous customers or to previous web visitors or to fans. It's a time when you activate those that are familiar with you. This is not a, you're not gonna win competing against everyone else right at this time trying to get new customers, I don't think. So I think you really, this is a time where, you know, you want to reinforce people say, hey, thanks for the support this past year, you know, here's a deal. Um, or at least if you're going to do new customer acquisition, make sure they are extremely relevant. Um, I'll tell you right now, even the ads that I have that are getting, uh, you know, tr traditional top of funnel ads have never heard of you before, you know, you'll get fives and sixes and relevant scores. The way I've been able to bring that into eights and nines and relevant scores um, for top of funnel is layering in as many things as I possibly can. <laughs> so lookalikes plus demo plus interests plus behaviorals. Um, and even like around certain cities that I can see at via, via uh, Google Analytics and via Facebook Insights, where I convert and things like that. Um, so, I mean, that might be common sense to a lot, of, a lot of people, but I think some of us that are in e-commerce, you just go countrywide um, with, with stuff, and maybe that isn't the best strategy right away, especially around this time where you you aren't going to be able to win a U.S.-wide auction unless you're more specific with it. So, Man, there's so many things to talk about there, Andrew. So, I mean, I think first of all, um, I think the, the biggest problem we have here, and some great tips there, some, the biggest problem we have, um, and like you're saying, a lot of these uh, companies will hop in and immediately jump into new customer acquisition. I, I think that that's part of the problem. One, but the main problem is, in general, they haven't been advertising all year on Facebook, or they've yeah. been advertising very little. I actually yeah. wrote, wrote a blog post about this a year ago, and and now they jump in, throw a bunch of money at it, probably doing you know again just new act, new customer acquisitions. So it's by interests and lookalikes and things like that, and. What they don't understand is because this is by far the most comp competitive time of the year, it's much more difficult to succeed in the first place. 
because it's going to be mm-hmm. way, way more expensive to reach people than, than normal. So they're going to spend more money. They're going to probably have a negative ROI as a result. And they're going to say this, this crap doesn't work. And then they're not going to advertise in January as a result. Right. So um, I, I, first of all, yeah, I think the biggest issue is not necessarily, I mean, yes, new customer acquisition is, is a, you know, not something you should be doing right now. It should be remarketing and whatnot. The problem is all these brands that probably weren't setting the stage the first 10 months of the year, um, building whether email list or website custom audience so that you would have something to go after now so that you could actually make a profit during this time of the year. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I think it's, um, it's just, it's, it, it's something that strategically just um, knowing that and setting that up differently, I think is a big part of it. I mean, another thing I think that's, that's, uh, that's important during this time is, um, is to, is to think about what ad units you're using as well and how you're using them. Um, I mean, that's sort of always a, a thing you want to think about, but I think the traditional model has, you know, has been link post ads um, or, you know, link post ads driving to the website. And I think we have, Facebook has enlarged on desktop, they've enlarged carousel ads. Um, so that's big for us. Uh, they've done, a, obviously, still a lot with video and, you know, Video link posts are a whole other thing that you could think about right now. So I think as, as you sort of noodle on this, what are the? it's important to consider what are the other things that maybe other advertisers in your space aren't doing mm-hmm. and how can you use them in different parts of the funnel? And we've talked about this a little bit too, but an example of this would be, let's say let's say you have people that have come to the website, but they've never purchased and they're not a fan. So that's, that's, that's something that you could use in this, this time frame. And why... What would happen if you sent them a video um, that was an explainer video on what really who you are and what your brand is about, and then you take the people that have clicked from that video and you send them a post engagement ad versus a link post ad for sale? You know, I, and again, a lot of people probably have thought about this, but I think sort of try to be as creative as you can around using ad units and using the audiences you have, and even considering their path of purchase in the funnel is important because everybody right now what everybody is sitting around saying to their agency is is or them you know to their consultant is they're saying we want to run ads for clicks to website we want to get people to our website and we want them to buy like that's the number one thing and everybody's and all a lot of those agencies are going to turn around and they're going to launch purely link post ads which i'm not saying is bad but mm-hmm. what other things can you do and how what else how else can you bid in other ways that maybe people aren't at that period of time yeah, and uh, I will say that I think someone who is looking to add people to their funnel by sending by running link post ads is probably a step ahead of eighty to ninety percent of the advertisers out there who are just looking to looking for new customer acquisition and targeting people who don't know who they are. Um, and I think hopefully Facebook rolls this out in time, but the lead gen ads where it's connected to either video or carousel. I think would be great during this time of the year. So it kind of accelerates this uh, remarketing process. If you haven't created a good website custom audience yet at this point, you could create a video that introduces you or your product or solves a problem, that whatever. Um, and then immediately you've got a lead gen form that pops up or you know the, the carousel ad, same kind of thing where 
focusing five different things. You get a lead gen, so you're not necessarily selling, but as soon as they opt in, you got that hooked into your autoresponder and you throw them in your funnel and you hit them with other ads. And so I think there are ways to kind of almost speed date this, this whole process during, uh, during the holidays. But the question is whether, um, most brands are actually going to do that, which I don't have enough faith in them. I don't know about you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I hope, you know, those of us in the power hitters club, we're thinking about this a little differently. So, that's um, I was thinking about it the other day, I was thinking about how many collective ad dollars the Power Hitters Club members manage. I mean, it's got to be at least in the hundreds of millions. <laughs> well, um, we did have a poll about that covered how much people spend every month um, on Facebook ads. And it was across the board. I mean, there were some people who, who spent uh, under $1,000 a month. I would say it's pretty equally distributed between under 1000 one to ten thousand, and ten thousand to hundred thousand, if not more, per month. Mm -hmm. um, so it was, it was across the board. But yeah, we we spent a lot of money, I guess. Yeah, that's. I mean, I, I mean, I I think that's what it is. I mean, I think the, you know, the we're getting we're really getting to a place now, and I and we saw this coming. And we actually was watching a, or listening to a podcast um, that we had done about six months ago, and we talked about this that we had felt that there was a new line of quality that this line in the sand that Facebook was going to be drawing and it was going to get harder and harder. And I think that that's becoming much more clear um, because Facebook is increasingly doing so much better in terms of ad relevance and they now have people that are doing it right that they're willing to win the auctions. Um, so, you know, anyway, it's, and you know, it just goes back to, um, if, if you're going to spend any, really almost anything on Facebook, you, you've really got to have creative to have the backup. You've got to have new creative coming in on a every other week basis at a minimum um, to be able to try. I mean, even if you're spending a thousand bucks a month, I just, Facebook will determine so quickly what's working and what's not that it's so advantageous to do that. Right. Here's a question that um, I think other people may have, because I know I have it, is I, I'm... I'm struggling with it right now. Um, in the past, I've always had some sort of Black Friday or Cyber Monday deal. Um, this year, I'm not sure that I will. And part of it's because my whole approach has changed. And now I have a process to discounts where depending on spot in the funnel, there's always going to be a discount for you. So now mm -hmm. throwing this in, into the mix with Black Friday or Cyber Monday kind of confuses the whole thing. So mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to do it. I mean, I think this might be kind of a silly question, but do we need to get involved in this? I mean, I, how, do, how do we approach the holidays otherwise? I, I think it, it depends on the industry. I mean, I think some people, um, you know, I was talking to uh, Molly, who's on the last podcast, you know, she said a lot of her clients are in the financial uh, space and a lot of them are spending so that they aren't going to be spending now to not push during that period of time. Um, so that's one, you know, that's sort of one one thing to think about. Um, that there's people like that who just don't want to push during that period of time. I think if if you are, if you're someone that um, it, 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 it it just depends. I mean, one of the companies I'm working with now they have an apparel line and then they also have a adventure line. They're a uh, they do tours and kayak rentals and um, 
kayak tours and things like that uh, in sunny California, and then they have a brand um, that sells clothing. And, and they're pushing the adventure side almost more than they are on the apparel side because they're trying to you know, know that people are going to this opt-outside movement and that type of thing. So um, it, it, you know, it depends. If you're really dependent upon that revenue then, um, and you know that it has worked previously, then you, I would say, you know, it, and you know it works, when you're, and your audience responds to deals like that, then I think that makes sense. But if, but if you've seen that you've done, you've done a code before, you've done you know, certain things in the funnel and they haven't worked out, then it may not be worth your time because it's, it, you know, you're just gonna have to really kind of be having a hawkish eye on it at all times, I think, to be able to turn things up or down. Yeah, yeah, I'd even go so far as to say, if, if you're not like a commerce, typical commerce company, you may wanna back off and advertise a lot less if maybe not advertise at all because it is going to be um, so competitive with everybody trying to sell their deals. You may just drown in all that and it may not be worth your time right now. Yeah, that's that's very true. That's a good point. Uh, so. Yeah, so, all right, uh, let's shift gears. But first, cheers to you, my man. I guys keep working on this beer. Cheers. So um, Facebook's also been rolling out some other stuff very quietly that I don't think most advertisers even understand is um, going on. And one of them, now I'm not, a, I won't consider myself a local business, um, but one of them is dynamic text local ads. Um, but there are actually two, two things that are rolled out together that Facebook announced. It was some enhanced uh, local insights, but also if you run local awareness ads and you have multiple locations, that you can add some dynamic text where um, depending on the city that the person is in, uh, depending on the, so, so it would bring in a, a phone number related to that. It would say what your city is. Um, there's some other dynamic things I can't, oh yeah, uh, I think like the CTA maybe, maybe even. There are a bunch of dynamic things in there that would make ad creation a whole lot easier for local business with local awareness ads. Have you started messing around with these at all? I mean, what do you what do you think about this? Yeah, I I did look at it um, in one account, and um, you know, I think I, I think the this represents a larger move towards local um, for for advertising on Facebook, and I think that the amount of people that have even inquired to me that are local businesses um, in the in the last six months has increased because they you know are looking more at their advertising dollar, and they're saying, okay, I can to this other traditional media or it can go towards Facebook. And we talked about this in last month's podcast, you know, thinking about Facebook as a, as a replacement almost for a lot of those traditional media. So, um, you know, the dynamic thing is very easy. Uh, if you are a local business or you have, you work with local businesses, you know, I'd really encourage you to mess with the, the new local ad options. Um, they're really cool. And actually even some of the things I've enjoyed have, have been, if you're not going to do that, um, try some of the new drop downs under live in, traveling in, yeah, yeah, yeah. recently in. Um, that's a way to obviously help increase relevance scores, um, but it's a great way to capture people that they know are in that area. And I, I'll tell you, I've seen really great results coming from that in terms of people traveling in a certain area. We do a lot of promotions for um, a local brand around Badger Games, and uh, and and it's been it's been just phenomenal the things that we've seen come, coming from that because we're able to say people that are in the zip code that are Badger fans, you know, right. that are traveling in. Um, and so I think that in combination with this 
dynamic piece of if you have multiple locations makes it easier, just makes it easy to you know, turn that on. I do think it's also interesting that there's a phone, the phone number dynamic option on there right. and that click to call is going to become a bigger push and that, that demand capture of click to call is so powerful. Um, you know, click to call ads, if you have a website that's hard to book or you want to talk to somebody that's more consultative, I just think that click to call can be pretty huge. And, and I know Google, that's a huge part of their business is click to call ads for local. Yeah, and I think uh, the other thing was was the ins the insights, the local insights, which is pretty cool. So it would let you know how many people are actually uh, in your area right now mm -hmm. around your business. But not only that, some basics about them in terms of their demographics and things that so you can better target them. Uh, so there's some really good tools tools there. But oh, and, and actually, to do you hear all that? This is what happens when kids are home for a snow day. It gets all crazy. But um, back to what you're talking about with the location targeting. That Again, I don't think most local businesses or brands, marketers, advertisers realize you can do this. When you are targeting by a location, you're basically targeting everybody who is who either lives there but isn't there right now, lives there but is there right now, doesn't live there, but is right now. I, and, and there might be even another one. There, so basically, it's it's all encompassing. When in reality, that might not all be relevant. Especially, I mean, local businesses sometimes, um, especially if you cater to tourism. But if you're like a service industry where mm -hmm. someone needs a home, you know, it, it doesn't make any sense. So um, I think it, that's that's absolutely one of those little hidden ways um, to better reach your target demographic. Yeah, I, I agree. It's, I, and I think it's a really fun one, to be honest. I, mean, I think it, it, it works so well, um, especially if you do, do different types of bidding on it. If you try a different video or you try a combination of video and you try um, you know, post engagement, you don't do any clicks to the website, see if you can increase foot traffic into the business. Um, so, yeah, actually a really interesting note that I, um, that I didn't put on a list of things to talk about, but I think is, is, is interesting is... Um, uh, Gracie got a oh, we, and this may lead into us talking a little bit about Instagram. Gracie got a an ad um, that said or a thing from Facebook that was a sponsored poll, and it said, "Which of the following brands have you seen an Instagram ad yes. from?" No, yep, yep. So is this something? Have you seen this? Yeah, and it's actually I'm, something that was announced within the last two months. That uh, I must have this. Yeah, and. Trying to remember if if it's even something that's paid for, I I got I got to go back and find it. But if, if you if you Google sponsored poll, uh, you should have something that comes up. If if not from Facebook directly from TechCrunch because I I've actually covered it in like a, a PHC webinar before. But yeah, I've, okay. I haven't seen it. I mean, I saw it once like recently. Someone someone pointed it out. But um, yeah, how you use that, I'm not real sure, but it's, it's definitely kind of kind of interesting. Yeah, I think it's really. I mean, it, 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 to me, that signals the sort of the uh, the brand lift type things that they're doing to try to say if you didn't get as many right. clicks, but you know, eighty percent of the people that are in your target audience that they saw something from you. I mean, that's eighty percent. That'd be a lot. I, I mean, this is hypothetical. It's totally hypothetical. <laughs> Indeed. All right, man. Raise glasses. Start talking about some other stuff. Cheers. 
Uh, oh, before we immediately shift over to Instagram, mm-hmm. one thing I, I knew I wanted to say, and then luckily that beer helped me remember. Uh, so this dynamic stuff, yes, we have dynamic product ads, which are really cool. But I can't help but wonder, like, okay, thank you for bringing this to local um, ads, local awareness ads. But why can't we do this for other things within Power Editor, Ads Manager, where you can add some dynamic text? Isn't that just logical that you could do that? Yeah, no, you, yeah I, and I, it's got to be coming. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's got to be coming. So Think about split testing, st- split testing we do just based oh, on yeah. little variations that we right. could, okay, let's do a dynamic image. Let's do a dynamic, you know, dynamic text or whatever. But I guess we have to define what that text is and what the variations are, but... Yeah, it makes a lot of sense, I would think. Yeah, I would think that makes a ton of sense. <laughs> so, no, I, I, would, I, I think we've got to be able to do it. You know, the Power Editor obviously went, went through an upgrade um, and, I don't know, what, six six months ago, nine months ago. Um, it's constantly and, going through an upgrade. Like, I actually, yeah, and, actually and, I just opened up Power Editor yesterday and it said, it said Power Editor's changed. Make sure you refresh. It didn't look any different oh, to right? me. It really didn't look any different to me, but, you know. <laughs> Well, I think, but I think the dynamic thing is is big. I think they're gonna, they're, what they're gonna do is they're gonna take cues from features that they know are being used from API partners a lot. So, I think you know the things things like that in terms of easier creation of multiples um, to be able to test. You know, an interesting thing that I, I know Molly had mentioned um, to me this month was uh, somebody Facebook had told her that uh, you're that you should put the same ad in in an ad set multiple times so that if if you have uh so that facebook chooses one of them and one of them always wins um sort of a random thing that and so what I, the reason i bring this up is i i would not take that suggestion right now to be honest. <laughs> but what i would but what's funny about that to me is um that represents something that could be taking place of you know Power uh, power uh, editor being able to multi, you know create multiples very much more quickly than just the duplicate button. Um, if you get duplicate, for example, to say create one, two, three copies, and you can be able to check that out. So I mean, they're they're already rolling that out. Somebody put in the power hitters club about um, the lookalike audiences, so you could automatically create a one, three, and five percent, and you would create them right away instead of creating them separately. Um, which I think is great, and, and this gentleman was saying, well, now I don't need to exclude the others and do what Facebook calls nesting, where you have a 3% lookalike and then you exclude your 1% and you do a 5% and you exclude three and one. Yep. And, uh, and nesting has, has always been a strategy that Facebook has told people to use, but it works horribly on like almost every account and anyone I've ever spoken to, it doesn't work. Um, and so, they're because they're already excluding them, they just haven't told us that. Basically, if you do a 3%, most of the like 90% of the time, you're not going to have people that are in the 1% that are in that 3%. Generally, they're trying to make them differently, different, or they're going to serve it differently and things like that. So, yeah, there's new stuff all the time. Sort of prepare yourself for it. Yeah, it, and it's impossible to stay on top of it all to the point where I, I feel like these reps just make it more difficult. Like some of, some of the things that they tell people. I mean, if if creating four identical ads is really an advantageous thing to do that Facebook, someone from Facebook is saying to do it, that's a flaw in the system. That's ridiculous. That's, that should not that should not work, you know? Um, right. And there's yeah. so, so many things that these guys say, though, that I'm like, 
don't listen to them. It, 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 stop. Yeah, it's me, uh, and we all hear it. I'm sure. I mean, working with our clients, that's why you know I, I we've. For those of you that aren't members of Power Raiders Club, honestly, I mean, not to make a sales pitch, but like it's the most helpful thing in my business, I think. I mean, to be able to have a resource that I can go out and ask people, 300 different members, and say, hey, have you guys seen this? What do you think? And be able to get feedback on it right away. Um, so it's, 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 I think it's way more helpful than, <laughs> than sending stuff into the Facebook help. And, uh, and it's pretty neat how people come to rally for each other as well. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not just checking my texts here. I'm making sure I got this uh, link right. I think it's johnlimmer.com slash 594PHC. We will see in a second. But either way, if you go to johnlimmer.com slash PHC, you can learn more about the Power Heroes Club. Which is a, we got a private community Facebook group. Oh, that's not it. Private community Facebook group. But it's also we got weekly webinars. You got access to um, a workshop every couple months. And uh, let's see, we'll try this one more time. This is like live TV right now. It's not very comfortable. It is. I'm stressed out. I'm really <laughs> stressed about this whole thing, how this is going to go for you. And that didn't work either. Oh, I can't remember what that code was, but I'll, I'll get to it. I think if you, if you listen, especially on the podcast, maybe actually in the video, we'll put the real uh, URL that you're supposed to go to the John Street. Oh, good. That's good. Yeah, yeah we can do that. But I, I mean, I, I'd encourage you to, to do that, really. I mean, anybody that's listening, whether you're in an agency or you're a consultancy like me, um, it's, just, it's so helpful to have people to talk to who know that you're going through the same thing as they are. You Absolutely. know, I mean, it's just, you're like, hey, what's going on here? And they're like, I don't know. That's crazy. Like, what's this new feature? And then we have people from all different countries in it as well. I mean, there's I don't know how many countries are represented, but a lot of times it's 170. You know, 170 countries? I don't know. I just made that up. Oh. But, like, <laughs> I mean, Facebook rolls out things in different parts of the world. Yeah. And um, people from Australia see different things than those of us in the United States, in the UK, and Israel. And so there's all these, there's all these different versions of things that get rolled out. Um, so that's also really helpful. But anyway, just a little. Johnlover.com slash 594pub. I just figured it out. So, All right. So my there name. it is. I really have no idea how long we've been on. So one more thing, because I know we, we've been meaning to talk about it. You actually wanted to talk about it a month ago, and it got bumped, kind of like yeah. uh, on the Tonight Show or something, where someone went too long. <laughs> but uh, Instagram. Instagram ads. I still haven't brought my... Because I've had some opportunities to use Instagram ads a couple times through Power Editor, and then it kind of confuses things, and I just turn it off. What what are you seeing with Instagram ads and how are you using them? So I mean, all right. So here's here's generally the thing on Instagram ads. There's 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 a whole bunch of things to mention. Um, one is uh, they are they are really good right now for getting website clicks um, and getting people to your site. Um, the whole image and the little button below that you can customize clicks to your website, which is really great. Um, they represent many times an audience that you may not have been able to reach in another place. So they have a unique, I mean, they have a unique ability to, to get in front of people um, that you may not be able to reach via Facebook due to competition or, or otherwise, or maybe they're not on the platform as much. Um, That's a good point. So like, for example, even if I'm targeting my website visitors, um, they, like it's the same audience that would be on Facebook. Maybe they use Instagram more than they do Facebook. 
That's a good point. Right, ex exactly. Um, so that's, that's, that's big. Um, another thing that I think is really interesting is um, Instagram gives you the ability to target the exact same way as Facebook. So that's obviously helpful to us because we can use all the same targeting. Um, the, the fourth thing I'll mention about Instagram is there have been so many ads that I have seen from direct response marketers that do not fit the Facebook, or excuse me, the Instagram look. Yeah. And they stick out like a sore thumb and they're very like, because there's, there's, there's no text limit on Instagram. So they're like, you know, get a million leads for like 10 cents and it's, it's so bad. You can do and that? They, and they, look, wow. they look ridiculous and they just don't look good and they don't, they don't fit. So what I'm saying is if you're going to use Instagram as an advertisement, um, as an advertising medium, uh, make sure that you have images that are either you've previously used on Instagram or they look more like something that would represent an Instagram ad. Um, and the final option, I'll tell you what I have seen work really well on, on IG is mobile app installs. And that makes sense. Uh, if, if you have a mobile app and you have not tried Instagram ads, um, I would very much encourage you to do that. It's really effective. Um, you know, it's, it's their, their competition is there's there, it changed the inventory leveling changes. So the, you know, with Facebook where you, you know, you're going to go in and you, let's say you'll see 2000 impressions every day. If you don't change anything, Instagram is a little bit more like this. Um, and so is the performance, but generally it's a more inexpensive place to reach for mobile app installs than on Facebook. Um, and, uh, from the and I've done, I've done at least, I don't know, $100,000 worth of testing on Instagram mobile app install ads um, over the last couple of months because um, I got early access to it. And it's and it, in many cases, it was half the cost of Facebook. So uh, that's good. And, and the final thing I'll mention is don't expect them to be great for conversions right away. Mm -hmm. um, they do drive decent website custom audiences retargeting stuff. But outside of that, they're, they're not great um, for for conversions right off the bat, to be honest. All good tips. I mean, first of all, there's a, I wish I had the URL to this or an easy URL to it, but Facebook did create a tool that you connect it. You basically, you log in as your ad account and it looks into your ads to find, ad, find ads that be good for Instagram. So it's actually a kind of mm -hmm. cool tool. Um, so that's something to check out. I don't have a URL for you, but if, if you search it, Google it, whatever, stuff is easy to find. Um, so a really good point, though, about install ads. That would make sense that those would be effective mm -hmm. there on Instagram. Um, but yep. finally, and I think this goes along with what you're talking about, um, with conversions maybe not being so good, I'm skeptical of Instagram ads because of what I've seen in audience network. So audience network, uh, it's the same, it's similar situation. Ads that are in a mobile environment only, um, not maybe where you really expect them to be. Um, get a lot of clicks, really good cost per website click. But I think the quality of those is terrible. And I think in reality, what's happening in, in, in and this could be different between Audience Network and Instagram, but what's happening in Audience Network is most of those are accidental clicks. So like, get this crap off my screen or whatever. Because people aren't actually, my time on site on, on um, Audience Network. Uh, clicks is terrible 
they're not actually opting in or buying or anything. Um, so I, I do wonder though about Instagram because I know that um, behavior is different on Instagram. And I was using this example of watch a teenager on Instagram once. They go photo by photo, double click, double click, double click, double click. They're clicking on everything. Um, just say they like everything because they, they feel like that's what they got to do. Um, but it's, that's just a, a different environment. And I wonder if there are going to be a lot of accidental clicks on Instagram. Um, yeah, I think I think it's I think there's absolutely potential for it. But yeah, I would encourage you to give it a shot if you haven't and try to get it into the marketing mix and um, and kind of, you know, but have a plan, have a plan for I would say instead of thinking about it as a conversion event, have a plan for thinking about it as a uh, as a, as an opportunity to tell your story. That, that's what I would think about. It's good. Call. Good call. So like I could today not that I'd turn it into an ad, I guess. Go take a picture of the nice outdoors, full of snow. Um, it's really mm-hmm. beautiful, mm-hmm. whatever, winter, something or other. That I, that's exactly right. I wouldn't pay to, to show that, but whatever. But that's an example of showing something different about my brand that I haven't shown totally. before. But anyway, we are. I, I have no idea how long we've been going. I think we're way beyond time. Uh, yep. I just thank you again, Andrew, for being a part of the podcast. I uh, just asked... The uh, the uh, bartender come over. I'll take the tab again. Yes, that's right. But uh, where can people find you, bud? Everybody can find me at um, foxeldigital.com or at andrew at foxeldigital.com or you can always check me out on Twitter at, at andrewfoxel. Any uh, hid- hidden nuggets today where they can email you and and get like a free gift or something? Uh, I tell you, I got a, I got uh, a interesting little, uh, little case study. You're gonna, about, you're gonna make uh, this up as you go, aren't you? No, 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 I'm not. <laughs> this is a case study about using Facebook for branding um, and uh, using it as a way to do message testing. That uh, I can, I can uh, do a little ditty on um, for people to email me. So, so you're gonna, you're gonna sing it to them? Oh man, you never know. You never know. You never know. I had a lot of people. Hit me up about the override, um, and I and sent them back the gif or the gif. Oh, I said override. It's so a, I got it's some a fun gift. stuff. It's a gift. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for having me, and thanks for the tab, man. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Andrew. Everybody else. Until next time. Do awesome things. Wow.